Good morning, everyone. And hello, everybody online. I hope you don't mind if, you, if I sit today. Had a little medical procedure this weekend. It's better if I not stand. So I'm going to sit this one out. Glory to God. Well, um, praise the Lord. Um, our pastors are in a sermon series uh, on in, entitled Wisdom for Living. And today I have the second presentation on that. I'm honored to do that. So how about if we pray? Oh, Father God, we just invite Holy Spirit to be our teacher today, Father God. Uh, Lord, we want the wisdom that only you can offer, that men can't teach us, that we can't learn by just experience in life. But Father, something that comes from heaven. We want that, Father, in our lives. And we thank you for it today as you would bring it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So wisdom here is a very uh, uh, important topic for the body of Christ, for all of us, uh, especially this side of heaven, we need wisdom. But when we consider this topic, have you considered the wisdom in how we ought to live as believers? All of this comes down to, it's all about Jesus. Do you ever consider this? The whole Bible points to him. Um, it reveals him, his plan of redemption, Jesus in our presence today, our hope for tomorrow, our entire eternity. Uh, for any topic we can consider, if it doesn't point to Jesus, it has no value. It's that serious. And uh, to, for the Bible, uh, it tells us that there's salvation in no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So it's all about Jesus. If you have your fill-in-the-blank there, I've got some good ones here I want you to remember. First of all, your first fill-in-the-blank is a simple one. Wisdom is all about Jesus. We really kind of catch this. Uh, last week, Pastor Jim closed the service um, with a couple scriptures that I was going to share when I began today. So that's good. I'll pick up where uh, he left off. Uh, on your sheet there, we have a foundation scripture, a memory verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 out of the King James Bible. And it says, but of him ye are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So notice the who here is a person. It's calling wisdom a person. And that's basically what I'm speaking on today, um, sharing on Jesus is made unto us wisdom. In, second, in Col uh, Colossians chapter 2, out of the King James, uh, the second part of the uh, second verse and, and verse 3, and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Notice again, in whom here? A person. So here in Colossians, wisdom has treasures found in it. But those treasures are a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. In him are hidden those treasures. So they're hidden to the Christ rejecter, and they, but they can be discovered by the believer, you and I. So we'll never get an understanding on this topic, biblically what wisdom means, if we don't get it, that it's all about Jesus. Hope you're with me so far. Okay, your second fill in the blank here, because we're in a lot of Proverbs here this month. And in the book of Proverbs, we find that wisdom is a person, the pre-incarnate 
Christ. That is before Jesus comes to this earth to take on a body. Uh, before the creation of time itself, uh, we see here uh, that this existed as a person, wisdom, Jesus, before time and, and creation. Because of the scriptures that we're going to look at in a moment, we need to understand theologically here that uh, this all happens chronologically before the creation takes place. Let me explain briefly. When you're looking at your Bibles, your Bibles are not laid out to you in chronological order as they happened. They're laid out topically. In the Old Testament, you have the first five books, the Pentateuch, then you have what's called the writings, then the prophetic books, then the poetic, uh, poetic books, then the prophetic books, okay? New Testament's no different. The Gospels are one section. Acts is a history book. The letters, the apostles, Revelation stands by itself. They're in topics, not chronological as they happened. So if you were to take your Bible, shuffle everything around and put it in chronological order, by the way, you can buy a chronological Bible, it's men's opinions, but it's good. It's good to own. It would be very, very different. The first verse of the Bible would not start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There are verses that would come before that. And one of those verses that would come before that, or some of them, are here in the book of Proverbs, where wisdom is speaking. It is, speaking, it is Jesus himself speaking to us. You'd actually put these before Genesis chapter 1. So here, wisdom um, is uh, a person, and it's Jesus speaking to us as the pre-incarnate Christ. So in chapter 8 here, verse 12, it says, I, wisdom, here it again, wisdom is a person. Wow. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. So here we have the I person again. Jesus is speaking. So on your third fill in the blank here, what you got is that so when we see the word wisdom, we can substitute the name Jesus. You see what I just did? Substituting words like this are called theological constructs. I did a whole Wednesday night teaching on that earlier this year. We get a deeper understanding and revelation of what Holy Spirit is revealing to us when he writes the scriptures, when we use them. It helps us to read meditatively. So here in Proverbs chapter 8, we have a whole bunch of them in verses 22 to 31. Uh, it's a very long reading, so I'm not going to only do that today. I'm just going to highlight it. But in verse 22, it says, The Lord created me at the beginning of his way before his works of old. So wisdom exists before the creation. But just to pause here, not to confuse anybody, Jesus is not a created being. Uh, we're reading here a book of poetry. This is uh, Proverbs is Hebrew poetry. So when we have uh, Jesus speaking here, he's speaking poetically that, he, uh, that from him wisdom is born unto us. Okay, so as we go on here in verses 23 to 30, just to jump around a little bit, we see here that wisdom, the person of the Lord Jesus before he took on a body, existed before the creation was ever created. So all these verses would be placed then before Genesis chapter 1, chronologically. Uh, verse 23, from eternity I was established, from the beginning of the earliest times. It goes on to say in Proverbs in chapter 8, before the creation. Verse 24, there was no ocean, no spring, no water. Verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills. That's interesting. That's describing how the earth was created. That's, scientifically, that's called diastrophism. 
the moving and, and of the earth uh, plates, on, on the moving of the earth settling down, mountains rising, valleys going down. How did they know that 1,200 years before it was discovered? Think it must be because God knew what he's talking about? I think that's cool. Okay, verse 27. So it goes on to say, when he established the heavens, I was there. All the creation of the universe, Jesus was present. And it goes on to say a lot more. Verse 30, I was beside him as master workman. So we see here that the Godhead created in wisdom. Uh, verse 31, rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of mankind. So here, here, it shows us that he wants us to embrace his wisdom. He delights when we embrace wisdom. So wisdom here is a person in the book of Proverbs and revealing Jesus before he came again to take on a body, revealing him in his godhood before the entire creation came into being. Now, these Proverbs scriptures teach us a lot here about Jesus being wisdom unto us. And you'll see them primarily in chapter 8 and chapter 1. I have that on your handout here. Uh, so this would be an outrageously long reading on a Sunday morning. In fact, I'm going to do a teaching on this on Wednesday in detail on August 2nd. So somewhere in our Christian walk, we should sit under a teaching on Proverbs chapter 8. Highly recommend it. But now, for now, when you go home, please... Please, please, please read these two sections of Proverbs. And remember that when you're reading them, wisdom is speaking to you. This is Jesus speaking to you personally. And you'll discover some amazing things for your life here. So today, um, what we're going to see in the book of Proverbs, I, I want to highlight some scriptures that show us uh, the wisdom of Jesus here in the book of Proverbs. That he is wisdom unto us. We've got to get a taste of this. I'm going to just reference a few here. Uh, in chapter 1 in Proverbs, in verse 9, it says here that wisdom will honor you. Isn't that an amazing statement? How about that? Wisdom will honor you. In other words, you won't live a life as a fool. Wisdom will bring honor to your life. And of course, we can substitute the name Jesus here. Jesus will honor you. Isn't that an amazing thing? Right? What do you mean Jesus would honor me? Jesus takes a nobody and makes them a somebody so that everybody can see it. He does that in people's lives. I know you might say, well, I don't know. I met some Christians that are not that bright. You should have saw them before they were saved. <laughs> Jesus takes nobodies and makes somebodies out of them. What is that? He honors us in life. Isn't that an amazing thing? In chapter 2 here, verse 8, wisdom will protect you. How about that one? Jesus will protect you. Chapter 2, verse 16, wisdom will prevent immorality. Whoa, listen, America. Jesus will prevent immorality if you listen to him. So you don't act stupid. Jesus will bring us a wisdom that prevents us from destroying ourselves. Chapter 3 here, verses 5 and 6, wisdom will direct you, bring you guidance. Jesus will direct us and bring us guidance. Hey, people crave guidance in life. People want to make sure they make the right decisions. Wisdom will bring you the right decision-making ability you need. Jesus will give you that ability because he is the wisdom of God. Chapter 3 here, verse 8, wisdom will promote health. That is so cool. Jesus 
will promote health. Obviously, if we walk in wisdom, we won't eat so stupid and act so stupid. Wisdom will promote health. Chapter 3 here, verses 16 and 17. Chapter 9, verse 11. Wisdom will bring long life. How about that? Jesus will bring us long life. And don't we want to see this in the lives of our children and grandchildren? Protection, guidance, health, long life. They're all found in Jesus, the wisdom of God for our days lived out here on this earth. All found in Jesus. Another one here, chapter 4, verse 18. Wisdom will perfect you. That is so cool. Jesus will perfect you. That's one of the greatest, most important prayers that you could ever pray for your children is that, Lord, perfect, and for yourself, Lord, perfect all that concerns me. That's something I pray for my son daily and his wife. Lord, that you would perfect all that concerns them. Because what else matters? They don't need the approval of men. They need the Lord's perfection in their life, which will, which will advance them. Wisdom will advance you. I don't, how do I get it? I look to Jesus, and he will perfect me. One last one here on this little group here is chapter 8, verse 35. For the one who finds me, wisdom, the one who finds Jesus, all right, the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. How about that? That me here in this verse is wisdom, and it's also a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the point here is that wisdom and Jesus will bring God's favor in your life. This side of heaven, when you work in the world out there, have your interactions from day to day with people, you need the favor of God in your life. Hey, there's an old saying. I don't know where it comes from. I wrote it down. I don't know where it comes from. It's an old one. I wrote it down. One day of favor from God is better than a lifetime of labor. I want that one day of favor from the Lord. It can change the course of your life like that. A couple other things to mention here. Uh, from the section I hope you'll be reading. I, I printed them out because the large print just helps me better. Did you know large print is a revelation from heaven? <laughs> the things that are revealed in these last days are amazing. So anyway here, um, <laughs> I did not give this to the nice folks who are doing the rear screen here for us. So you just have to listen to me here for a few minutes. Uh, in chapter one here, verses 20 to 33, Sometimes in your Bibles, they put headings over the verses before you read them. This says in my Bible, wisdom warns. I like that. Wisdom will warn us. It says here in verse uh, 20, wisdom shouts in the streets. She raises her voice in the public square. How about that? Wisdom has a voice. How about that? It's she, not he, right? Because the Godhead is neither male nor female, but the greatest qualities of both male and female. And with that's shown in the humanity, we see aspects of the Father's Godhood nature in us. And here, wisdom is the tender, the gentle. That, that's not men, by the way. The tender, the gentle, the sweet, the one that brings us pleasure of life, that brings tenderness to life. Wisdom is a tenderness in, her, in their voice that comes to us. It doesn't bark at us. It goes on in verse 21. And at the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates, city of the gates, she declares her sayings. Wow, here, so if wisdom is Jesus unto us, Jesus cries out in the hustle bustle of the society and has a voice. Who will hear him? 
in the middle of a crazy society, he's still crying out. Down here in verse 24, because I have called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and you did not pay attention. How about that? Jesus' hand and his voice is out there and people just slap it away. They don't want to hear it. Hey, Christians do that too if you haven't figured it out. And you neglected all my advice, verse 25, and did not want my rebuke. Wisdom will advise us. It will correct us. We need to be corrected. I need to be corrected. I want correction. We need to welcome Jesus' correction. I don't get it right all the time. I need wisdom to teach me or I will be a fool. Amen? You didn't have to agree with me, but that's right. Okay, we move on here to chapter 8. And um, verse 17, I love those who love me. Talking about wisdom, talking about Jesus. I love those who love me, who diligently seek me, will find me. Wow, if I seek Jesus, I find him. If I seek wisdom, I will find it. That's an important one for us. Verse eight, uh, 18, riches and honor are with me. Enduring wealth and righteousness. How about that? Wisdom brings riches and honor. It's always been that way. Those who would walk in wisdom are blessed in the natural. Verse 21, to those, uh, I'm sorry, to endow those who love me, Jesus, wisdom, to endow those who love me with wealth that I may fill their treasures. How about that? So how do I love wisdom with wealth? I give. Amen. The giver is a wise one. Amen. How about that one? Huh? Amen. It's wise to give because if you do that, you love wealth. Isn't that wild about that? And Jesus will fill your treasuries. That's a promise to the giver who gives with wisdom. We don't give dopely, throwing money around everywhere. We give with wisdom. How will this advance the kingdom of God? I give with wisdom and, and the Lord notices it. That's, not, that's an amazing scripture. Whenever we give our finances, just don't throw money in a plate. Give believing. I thank you, Lord God, this will advance the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father God, that treasures are found in you, and I have the wisdom to obtain it, Lord. Money doesn't belong with the dopey because they'll spend it right and left and blow it, right? How many times we hear of people winning lotteries, they're broke in a few years. How can you be broke after winning that much money? They are. What, what, what is the old saying? A fool and his money will soon be parted. But when the Lord brings it, he brings wisdom and you know how to handle it right. Glory to God. There's a lot to be said there. That's not the sermon. Uh, my last one here. Uh, the, also chapter 8, verse 32. Now then, sons, could be daughters too. Now then, sons, listen to me. Listen to who? Listen to wisdom. Listen to Jesus. Now then, sons, listen to me. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Keeping the way of wisdom in life. Verse, verse 33, listen to instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Ah, it means I don't know it all. I have to be instructed in the way of wisdom. Hold that thought. Verse 35, he who finds me, who finds Jesus, who finds wisdom, he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Verse 36, but he who sins against me, wisdom, Jesus. He who sins against me, injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Wow. This is especially important for anyone that's young. 
preteens, teenagers, college, post-college. Learn it when you're young. You need to pursue the wisdom of God. Amen. It will set the course of your life. Cannot emphasize that enough. This is what parents need to be teaching their young folks. How do I find the wisdom of God to walk in that? I want to show you here another strong comparison in the Word of God, another theological construct. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's supposed to be up on the overhead. Is it there? It's not there. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, we already know theologically this is speaking of the pre-incarnate pre Christ. This scripture, this scripture, goes ahead of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, not the creation. And here we know theologically already this is speaking of Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ. This is speaking of Jesus in eternity, before his earth walk. He is the second person of the Trinity. He is Jehovah God. He is the God of the Exodus that Moses meets. He is the second person of the Trinity. He's the one who makes the covenant with Abraham, Jehovah God. But John did something really unusual here in the Greek that Greek writers never prior to John or after ever did. He had the word logos, which is word, represent a person. No one ever did that before. And here we have John calling Jesus the Word of God. So like I just did here in Proverbs, we called wisdom Jesus. John here did something very similar by using another name for Jesus, calling him the Word of God. John doesn't stop. In the book of Revelation, chapter 19, in verse 13, speaking of Jesus, it says, He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and His name is called the Word of God, the Logos of God. There it is again. So in John here, here the Logos, the Word of God, Jesus, is the eternal Word of God before time began. Here in the book of Revelation, Jesus is the Word of God, and Jesus and the Word are the same. Do you see that? So it's like, it's like an equation in the Bible. Jesus equals Word of God. Okay, so especially for today's topic, uh, this is a conclusion that you and I can draw because when I'm in the Word of God, I have found Jesus. When I'm in the Word of God, I have found wisdom. How do I get wisdom? Go into the Word of God and you found it. It's a person, not a topic. Whoa. Remember, our, our sermon series uh, on Sundays here is entitled Wisdom for Living. And in verse 4 here in your fill in the blank, we look to Jesus and the Word of God for wisdom, the wisdom we need in life. Folks, if we don't get this, we've missed it by a mile. We don't look to men's opinions. We don't look to the ABCD of how to get wisdom. We don't look to the educational structure that men have created. We don't live in how our society tells us to live. We only find Jesus and the Word of God, and we obtain heavenly wisdom. Secular corporations are craving for people who have wisdom. They've hired enough educated fools who have no wisdom, and they are desperate for people who have wisdom so they can make decisions in their corporations. They're desperate for it. In the decisions that we make for our daily living, 
with our children, our future planning. We need the wisdom of God operating in our lives. Can't say it more simple. I want to close today with your last two fill-ins. I really want you to take them with you because this is really what I'm just trying to say today. Embrace Jesus and you found wisdom for living. The wisdom we need to operate in. And the second one there, embrace the Word of God and you have opened the door for wisdom to enter you. You got to get it. There's no plan B. That's it. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for what your word reveals to us. Your word reveals to us Jesus. Your word reveals to us this truth. Your word reveals to us the wisdom we need for living. We're not going to find it, Father God, outside your word. We're not going to find it, Father God, with our cleverness and the seminars we go to. It's only going to be found, Father God, like it was always meant to be found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ as he is revealed as the word of God. Lord God, we embrace that today and make a decision, Father, that as we leave today this building, we leave today seeking the wisdom that you always have had available for us and may never have realized it. But today, Lord, we embrace it because we want wisdom for living in our lives and in our children's lives. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Can you say amen?